Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 82 of Those Muckrakers. I'm Pete. And I'm Pat. And I don't know why my voice changed. Uh, it's because this is like the third time we've done the introduction. We keep like <laughs> coughing or forgetting what we're talking about, forgetting the episode number. We've got a we've got a whole uh, what do you call it? Um, just like a voice reel of us, just like and now me coughing, <laughs> and now me yelling, and now me doing an impression of a duck. It's like you know what? Screw it. That one's good enough. That's our intro now. Quack quack quack. Welcome to those roost rakers. I think we should open it with just like fuck it. We'll do it live. Do it live. <laughs> to play us out. What is that? Uh, yeah, you know, we'll do it live is basically the mating call of the muckrakers these days. That's uh, <laughs> That will immediately uh, trigger all of our jollies when we hear it. We're just so angry most of the time that, like, you can... You understand, <laughs> we're so, you understand Bill O'Reilly's anger. We're so angry all the time that anger calms us down. Pretty much. It's, it's the same way that... Um, Ridlin worked on kids. It was a stim. <laughs> it was a stimulant that would get you so stimulated it would calm you down. Kind of helps cigarettes work, really, because that's also a stimulant that helps you calm down. Mm, maybe. All right, you ready to jump into some news? Because I got some. I got some some fun news here that you're gonna love. Hell yeah, let's do it. In U.S. news, Verizon, AT&T, and ten other telecom companies signed an anti-robocall pact, along with the attorneys general are the attorneys uh, general of all 50 U.S. states, uh, meaning they aimed at combating illegal and unwanted robocalls. Oh, okay. Which seems like a thing that's 20 years too late that no one cares about. I, I actually still get robocalls a lot. I do and, too, uh, but a lot of from, the people in the local community does. They're from China, oh. though, and I just start speaking in fake Chinese, hoping that like a person will pick up. Maybe. I don't know. I, I still get English ones, right? Mostly, your credit card company is calling to inform you that... I'm like, yeah, okay, and I'll just hang up, right? But yeah, I know it's... that if they call everyone in this county, eventually they're going to get someone that'll be like, oh, my credit card company? Well, hold on, let me tell you which card that is, and the, the number, yeah. and the... Oh, do you, do you want this hidden numbers on the back? Oh, but expiration remember... date... In the 90s, that was the big thing where people were like, oh, tell you know, the comedians and everybody. It was like Monica Lewinsky and telemarketers. And I go, why don't you just not answer the phone or just hang up? It's just, it's not hard. Well, just unplug but, it during supper. Like, that was always the big thing, right? It's like, I'm in the middle of supper, about to eat my pork chops, and they go calling me. Just unplug the phone during supper. Well, what if I get a phone call? Right, that's what you're mad about. And I remember everybody, everybody would have, everybody had that same joke. They're like, yeah, well, I asked him, I said, can I call you back tonight at your personal residence? And they said, no, of course not. And I go, exactly. How do you like it? I'm eating supper with my family. And I'm like, I guarantee yeah. that your family probably enjoys this brief respite away from you uh, <laughs> because you sound thoroughly unpleasant. Yeah, you sound like a, a very angry man. They're probably happy that you have something else to yell about for a minute. <laughs> Thank God Father's anger is focused at the phone and not me. <laughs> His wrathful hand is currently holding the phone and not striking me across my face cheeks. It, but it, yeah, it just it seems like a weird like we'll stop robocalls. We promise. Oh, fuck you guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. That that sounds like they're just trying to ruin a '90s punchline at this point. Now that I really Ooh. think about it in context. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that yeah, that was just that was the news I saw that was uh. Pretty interesting. Um, Another news that we covered last time, too, uh, the uh, rainforest in uh, Brazil, the Amazon, is still in flames. And a little update, Bolsonaro, uh, the president or prime minister, whatever they have in Brazil, Bolsonaro, yeah, Bolsonaro. (laughs) Well, instead of fixing it, he goes, the fire is being set by those people who are against me. My detractors are setting... So instead of fixing it, he says that his enemies are setting the rainforest on fire to make him look bad. Right, that's actually the opposite of the truth. He's the one that is setting the fires and encouraging other people to do it in order to clear more uh, land for farmers. He's accusing other people of that which he is guilty. I'm a, this is where I become a dictator in that I think the world, the UN should get together, they should seize Brazil, and make the rainforest a protected, like, under-UN sanction. Because the thing I read, which made me really upset, was they said, basically, the world's lungs are on fire, and no yeah. one's doing anything about it. Yeah, yeah, like, that's a shit ton of the world's oxygen is coming from there, and he's just like, screw it, we'll burn it live! Yeah, fuck it, we'll burn it live! And it just it just bothers me that it's just like, dude, 
it's the fucking rain. Mm. Yeah, we're fucking mm, shoe, shoe, what do you call it? Boot shoe soup? Boot shoe soup. Shoe leather soup. Shoe leather soup. That's coming. Uh, shoe leather, shoe leather soup and cigarette air. Yeah, so uh, as far as speaking of shoe leather soup, the uh, the Dow dropped another 600 points today, and people were tracking it dropping by 300 points every time Trump did a particularly egregious tweet about the economy. While at the same time, he's trying to say, don't worry, folks, I've got this, because he really is trying to fix the economy by going back on his tariffs with China, but he's old and stupid and forgetful, so he keeps doing them again after he undoes them. So China realizes that he's an unstable idiot, and they're just not falling for it anymore. So things are kind of full steam ahead with our uh, upcoming trade war with China, which will just kind of help plummet the economy all the faster. Trump needs to save the economy, though, because it tanking in 2020 basically shoots in the kneecap the last leg he has to stand on, which is, look at how good the economy's doing under me. Never mind that it's Obama's economy. No, no, no. I take credit for it. Well, all right. So to be fair to Trump, which is not a line you'll hear me say often... We give a lot of the credit and a lot of the blame for the economy on whoever the president is, whether whether they deserve it or not. Um, you know, uh, Obama comes in and, you know, Bush had basically tanked the economy, his whole regime. And so then it, Obama got blamed for a bad economy that he was fixing. And, of course, you know, he fixes it. You know, now Trump's got a great economy, so he gets credit. So. It's, you know, we, we, we give blame and stuff and credit to the president that they don't always deserve, I guess, is my point. It but, always goes back and forth because, I mean, uh, Bill Clinton gave us a surplus, which uh, so, Bush then pissed away. And so, then Obama fixed Bush's economy, which Trump then pisses away. It's always the Democrat that fixes it, a Republican that destroys it. Here's, here's the thing about Bush or Bush, about Clinton's economy, though. And I will say this, and it's a very interesting idea, because a lot of times the economy is so complex. You're like, was it this guy's policies or was it someone else? Someone brought up a good point in a video I was watching that Clinton happened to be president during the tech boom, which fueled massive growth in the economy. So you can't really take credit for being part of an unprecedented like technological growth. But I mean, he also say what you will. He uh, he ended his term with a surplus, like you said. So uh, at least we know he did not tank it, you know. Hey, like, it probably is Trump that's tanking this economy because he let Mitch McConnell get away with the massive tax scam, which creates an enormous bubble, which is what we're seeing right now with the The inflated economy, which it's so good for the wealthy that we're seeing this massive surplus in the stock market, but it's unsustainable. All gains from that's already come and gone, and, like, it disappeared because instead of putting it back into their businesses, they just wrote themselves checks, so all that money's gone. It's off to the Cayman Islands in their private bank accounts, and the economy's about to burst and plummet. And Trump's favorite... not making it any better with his uh, tariffs, which, again, you can see how that's directly bad for the economy, because it's benefiting no one, and... My favorite meme by far has to be that one where uh, they were like, was it the Paradise? It was the Paradise Papers. They go, remember the Paradise Papers when it came out that all the rich are in a global conspiracy to hide their wealth offshore, and then literally nobody did anything about it? Yeah, yeah, we talked about that before. Yeah, yeah, just that's always what I think of. I'm like, yeah, remember that time we were they were all defrauding the government and all of us, and we were like, ah, well, what can you do, you know? Uh, what can uh, you do? You know what you can do? You can read a Dear Amy. That's what you can do. I always think of the birds of paradise whenever you mention the Paradise Papers. Those are very pretty birds. It's probably very pretty money. Yeah, yeah. I'm channeling my inner inner Wesley right now. I saw a bird today. It was right in a oh, beast now, so I stuck my face in it. Oh. Let's go ahead and segue. We need to, we're going to start a spot called Wesley News today. Um, <laughs> just because the man, like, sent us, you know, we're in a group chat. He sends us a photo, and he looks like Rocky at the end of Rocky 1. Like, his face is all swollen up, and, like, his eyes are swollen shut. I honestly thought that he was using a weird Snapchat filter. You gotta cut my eyes, Mick. Ho ha! I can still beat Apollo Creed. And I was like, Wesley, what happened? And he just sent me a picture of a wasp nest, and I go, Did you put your face in it? I uh, he sent it to me first. That's why I didn't really react in the group chat. But uh, he sent it to me first, and I was all like, Oh God, it's awful, Wesley! Oh, it's so horrible! Wait, wasps? Send me a picture of you after you were stung by those. And he was like, You're <laughs> on yours. So yeah, in Wesley News, our friend was had his face all stuck up by wasps. I guess he walks out of buildings face first. I don't. 
Yeah. But yeah, they all I, they, they clipped him pretty good. Like I, I like to imagine he just saw the wasp nest and like he stared at it and it stared at him and he stared at it and it stared at him and he just walked over and just smashed his face into it like putting your face in a pie. Except it I was do, wasps. <laughs> I do like what he said about it. he's like I'm not even allergic or anything. And then you were like, yeah, if you were, you'd be dead by now because they stung you in your face. Yeah, yeah, like um, wasps and bee allergies are not slow acting. You pretty much die immediately if uh, if you're allergic. It, it wouldn't yeah, be like hours later saying, oh, yeah, I'm just puffing. But it's like, yeah, no, you'd just be dead. Well, that was our Wesley news, so uh, best wishes to Wesley that he'll quickly get over his horrifying facial wasp stings. I don't worry, Wesley. It, uh, the swelling from wasps only lasts five to six business weeks, and then you'll be fine. Don't tell him <laughs> it doesn't last that long. It'll be really funny. <laughs> oh, God damn it, i got to be like this for how long? Join yours. So, yeah, if you guys are listening to this for the first time, by the way, Wesley's one of our best friends, and we constantly talk about him on the podcast because he was like our first listener. So uh, for the longest time day, he was our only listener. So well, one one day we're gonna get we're gonna get like uh, uh, those muckrakers Wesley merch, like a, a Wesley mug with some Wesley sayings on it. <laughs> it's gonna be great. We're gonna steal his likeness and like make money off of it. It'll just be a short bird today in quotes with um you know hyphen Wesley written after it, and you can buy love, the the bird mug. The bird mug, or we get a T-shirt that just has Wesley going "You and yours," like you know, with his face all swollen up with wasps. <laughs> He is (laughs) Waspley. (laughs) Our good friend Waspley. (laughs) So, in other news, I have a Dear Amy for us, and I felt bad because we often, we often so often do these Dear Amy's and Dear Abby's where it's just the saddest, like, Dear Abby, my husband of 45 years today is you know, told me that he would like to see other people. And by people, I mean sheep. That's right. My husband's leaving me to go fuck sheep in Scotland. Dear, dear, dear Amy, my, my husband today beat me worse. So bad that my face is swollen up worse than waspleys. What do I do? <laughs> should, 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 I, should I write him a stern letter or? So I've tried to pick, I've tried to pick some that aren't as horrifying as just like, you know, horrible partner abuse. So this one's called Family Trip <clears throat> Turns Into a Cat Roundup. Oh, kitties! So, I like kitties. So, dear Amy, my partner and I recently traveled abroad with her family. We were all adults, and we spent six days with her mother, father, brother, and sister-in-law. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and stop right there and go, that sounds terrible. They, uh, you should not have done this. They went cat corralling with... I'm sorry, I'm still just, like, singing the Meow Mix song in my head. Well, we both knew that there would be the usual frustrations associated with spending time in close quarters with her enmeshed family. We stayed in vacation rental homes, which each couple had their own room. Okay. During our time abroad, they're good. Everyone has their own room. That's so important. Yeah, yeah. During our time abroad, it became apparent that both of us, that her family's dynamics stifled our experience. Yeah, no shit. Like, of course that's going to happen. Right. Her mother and brother bickered for much of the time. In addition, her brother, who was very far removed from his comfort zone, complained endlessly about sorts of things beyond anyone's control. At one point, I overheard him say to his wife, Oh, I really don't, I really don't want to be here. <laughs> you make him sound like Wesley. <laughs> My partner's mother would constantly worry if we wanted to do anything on our own and feared for our safety. Oh, I, ju- I just don't think it's safe. In an effort to respect her wishes, we stayed together as a group, but trying to get everywhere to do the same things in a given day was like herding bored house cats. We aren't super assertive, but the rest of the group was extremely passive. My partner and I both decided that we not wish to have any future experiences like this previous one. The problem is that her family seems intent on planning more vacations together, including one in six months. We don't want to be rude or hurtful to her family, nor do we want to lie about our reasons for opting out. How do we, two independent, excited travelers with anxious, enmeshed family, uh, what do we do? Um, Well, uh, I was going to start by saying what was not safe about this. You know how there's always the one family member, if you're anywhere outside the house, you know, they're like, oh, that's not safe. You can't. I saw on the news the other day that a man got mugged two states over. You know, they'd rather kill you here than look at you, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, I uh, I hate people like that. Um, I was trying to think of who we knew and, like, hung out with enough to be able to do an impression of them that behaved like that. But I don't think we've ever spent that much time with anyone that behaved like that, have we? Because nobody that wants safety hangs out in our group of friends. Certainly not. Like, 
I mean, for, we, re- for for recreation, we beat each other with sticks and then shoot Roman candles at each other. Our, That's just our the appetizer. Friend, our friendship motto should be like, those that give up liberty and desire safety deserve neither. Now light that firework and shoot it into my face. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, shoot it up my ass. <laughs> or that. Who knows how the night's going, man, you know. Um but yeah, uh, I just you know how family members are. Like I remember one time uh, when I graduated from college, uh, I had to switch restaurants we were going to go to because the other one was having trouble serving a large party. Okay. And so we parked in a parking garage because I could get us free parking there, and we walked a couple blocks to the restaurant. And you would have thought that I took them on like a forty-year like exodus, like Moses through the desert. You know. I know a lot of people that are like that, and I don't like them because I like, I prefer to. I, I actually do prefer to park away from places I'm going to. Uh, when yeah. I'm traveling, just because that was something Bruce Lee said, right? Like, try to park a block or two away from your destination. That way you get in a little bit of extra walking. I'm like, cool. So I've always sort of followed that. Well, you know, in uh, New York, you don't have any choice. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, locally, I just noticed that people love to park right in front of the door whenever they're going somewhere so that they spend the least amount of time possible on their feet. And I'm like, that is so not healthy. I try to... M- you know, minimize how much time I'm not on my feet, right? Like, I really do try to stay on my legs as much as possible. It's not healthy to sit all day. But, yeah. you know, but I, yeah, they, I don't want to start acted... preaching about that because that would just make me an asshole. But well, they acted like I was just like, yay, Israelites! <laughs> a few more years and the Lord will lead us to the Applebee's. Like, we had to walk a couple blocks and they bitched and moaned. And I was just like, I can't... Im- I, so I can imagine being on vacation with them. Like, oh, where no. they're like... What do you what do you mean you got to walk around the cruise ship? That's crazy. I, what do they think I am, Lance Armstrong? I, I have to go where to get ice outside of the hotel. No. So I don't know. For these people, here's what I think that you do: you plan your real vacation. You know, like with each other. You know, you'll have fun. You you go go on the family vacations. Just don't make that your your real vacation. And like know that it'll be a pain, but. They clearly love you enough that they want to go on a vacation with you, so you just have to try to minimize the bullshit and be a little bit more assertive. Create an itinerary for everybody. People love an itinerary. They do. You know? They do. Like, and they always just... like the person that comes up with them, too. Yeah, you just plan out, like, these are the things to do on this day, this day, and this day. Uh, and, you know, like, at this point, we're all going to split up so everybody can go do their own thing if you want. Yeah, you just set it up so that, like, yeah, your family, if you really care about them, you just kind of... You plan out, now that you know what they're like, you just plan around their bullshit, you know? Um, and if you are an itinerary planner for your uh, group of people, you, you probably know this. Maybe I just hang out with bad itinerary planners. But just please always add more time than you think is necessary for everything to get done. Because the last time yeah. I went somewhere and someone else had given me a schedule, it drove me fucking crazy. Because everything was being finished late. Because it's like, I gotta wake up at what time? Okay, well maybe. And then, wait, coffee has to be done like five minutes after that? Am I supposed to just teleport water into the heater? What, what's going on here? And, well, it's like, it's and like then whenever... breakfast has to be done when? Oh, no. It's like, I feel bad because I guess over time, living in New York, I've gotten the New York walk, you know, the New York mean mug. Yeah. And I don't think about it anymore. So, like, when my family came to visit, you know, like, I would get upset because I'm, like, leaving them behind because they're, like, struggling up subway stairs. And I'm like, come on, we got to get across town and then go back down the stairs, then back up more stairs to get on the other train to catch the connecting train. Come on. I'm a good Um, pacer, at least. Like, I can keep pace if someone I'm with is just going much faster than me. Yeah, but it's happened every time I've but. invited friends. Every time I've invited friends in New York, and like the, my parents, I love them to death, but they were definitely very muggable tourists. Like <laughs> I'd be walking, and I'd be like, "Yeah." So anyway, if you look over here, you can see. Wait, where are they? And I look back, and they're they they stop to talk to the guy that's like, "Hey, let me talk to you for a second over here." Oh in no! This dark in this dark alley. Hey, you want to hear a joke? I'm like, no. Mm-mm. They want money, or they want to show you a penis, or both. Get 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 out of there, rock. He's gonna murder you. Get out of there, like, rock. And- don't worry. So it was just, it was me just trying to be nice, but also like, hey, come on, like, you know, while like the people are like, come on, man, only $50 for a helicopter ride around New York. I'm like, get the fuck. Like, as soon as my parents were like, you know, out of, uh, like out of earshot, like as I kind of herded them away, I'm like, I will fucking kill you. You get, they're under my fucking protection. You understand me? <laughs> fuck your, fuck your sky ride. I'll fucking kill your whole family. That's, that's, like, Peter, that's Peter talking to uh, the bum in the alley, not his uh, parents, if anyone's curious. 
the bum in the alley or the guy that's trying to sell tickets to the top of the Empire State Building. It's yeah. almost it's almost like we're in prison and they're my property and I'm just like they're under my protection. You fucking got that. You don't try to sell them stupid. T- Get the fuck away. As soon as you pull your mom and sister away, you pulled out your uh, your pants pockets and said, Mom, you hold this pocket. Sis, you hold this pocket. You're going. Okay? Keep up with I'm just, me. I'm just this like, way Mom people know you're my bitches. Yeah. I'm just like, hold my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just strutting through the streets. Yeah, because you gotta, you got to move and there's a lot of walking and you forget that most of America is sitting most of the time. Yeah, yeah, they're sitting. All they want to do is sit, sit in their car, sit at home, sit in a chair. It drives me fucking crazy. I walk up to someone these days. I have to meet, I, I, I meet people a lot just for a living these days, and every single one of them just tries to get me to sit as quickly as possible. It's like, oh, pull up a chair. Here, let me get a get you a different chair. You don't like that chair? And I'm like, no, I'm oh, good yeah. standing. Oh, my and God, stop trying to make me sit. And they're super concerned about the type of chair. I know exactly what you're talking about. You're just like... Yeah, fucking I, everyone does that. And it's like, I don't like sitting. Just let me stand. You could, If you don't want to stand, that's fine. I'm sure you have a taller chair to sit in so we can still be at eye level. Oh, my God. Stop it. Yeah, why don't you stand but. up? <laughs> so... Yeah, man. Uh, it's just you got to you got to adjust, and you got to not be angry. And so that's the last thing I want to do is like yell at my friends and family that come to visit me, like, "Get the fuck up! Come on!" Because uh, also, like, I guess I've been walking around New York for six years, and I forget that not everyone has been doing that. I. It almost feels like I don't want to learn their names, like we're in Vietnam, and I'm like, "Fucking new meat." I'm not even <laughs> gonna learn your name because the pain of losing you to these tough streets. Would be too much <laughs> for your parents to get over you like beat your head against a brick wall so you forget their names <laughs> i just start calling them dog meat <laughs> <laughs> okay dog meat and brian shit <laughs> son why do you keep calling me new meat you wouldn't understand till you've been in the nom for a couple of months but yeah so yeah um all right so the next the next dear abby uh says uh or is labeled Wife is edged out of man's affection by her grandson. So I don't know if wife? this is written. I don't wife know if this is the wife. edged out of her man's affection by her grandson? Yeah, so I don't know if this is uh, Epstein's wife writing in, but let's find out. Okay. Uh, that was supposed to be a joke that you laughed at. No, no, uh, no. I, I got the joke. I understood it. <laughs> I got it. It just wasn't funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was funny. So, but... so uh, dear Abby, my husband, Doug... And I have a long and happy marriage. I can we've raised it. two. We've raised two children, both of whom are doing well in life. I have much to be thankful for, but I keep having to remind myself that because I'm having trouble adjusting my changing relationship with my husband, we have a grandson. The boys become the focus of my husband's world. Because of that, Doug no longer wants to do things with me. He says he has too much to do or is too tired to go out. So I go to social events by myself. In fact, I do everything by myself. If our grandson calls, though, Doug has all the energy in the world. Sounds like you're boring and a, a grandkid is much more exciting than you are, lady. I'm sorry to say if that sounds mean, but yeah. I've, I've known people like this before, and she's probably exaggerating or just like cherry-picking stuff where, yeah. you know, like he doesn't want to go to some stupid thing that she has to attend, so he'll be like, ah, nah. But if the grandkid calls, he wants to put on a best you know his best face so he's like hey hey how are you doing son or whatever right so but that's not all the energy in the world every single time he calls it could be a once in a lifetime thing versus she probably wants him to go out every single night and he's like oh woman i ain't got energy for this (laughs) well i try to interact with the two of them but when i do i feel like a third wheel doug no longer compliments me and is rarely interested in being intimate oh this gets deep I have worked hard to take good care of myself, and I try to look nice for him every day. He doesn't notice. I'm actually starting to resent my grandson, something I never thought would happen. Do I just carry on and hope things get better, or should I talk to Doug now? How do I do it without sounding petty and immature? Uh, So unless he's fucking his grandson, it just sounds like there are more problems in this marriage, and this just seems to be the... The thing that, you know, people do that where they look at stuff and they go, I think my relationship's failing because Doug didn't take care of my houseplants and now he won't love me. <laughs> I, I really do think that it's just, it's just a case of her overanalyzing the situation. Like, he could yeah, just be he, tired. But if he won't even, like, you know, if he won't even saddle well, up and ride, you know what I'm saying? Like Right, uh, that's, that is 
weird. There is um, no family find member. Find out why he's tired all the time. Does he have a strain? I don't think it's the grandkid, right? I think she just threw that out there. There has to be something else, like his yeah. job. He work, does he work still? They're grandparents, so maybe they're both retired. Well, um, there's no, there's no is, family member in the world that would make me not stop wanting to go to Bone Town, you know? Right. Uh, I mean, I guess like maybe that, that's changes. why I think that's that's why I think it might be like a change to his job or something, or he's just cheating on her at his job, or or I wonder if he's always hated her and now he's like, thank God I have a grandson. It's like garlic keeping Dracula away. <laughs> <laughs> just like just, hey, he finally hey, has Doug. an excuse to uh to <laughs> yeah, avoid her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like just talking to his grandson. He's like, you know something, I fucking don't like you. But I swear to God, whenever I've got you, she leaves me the fuck alone. You are the first thing to ever get this woman off my back. I, uh... And for that, I, for that I love you, <laughs> grandson. Shit, here she comes. Pretend we're doing stuff. Quick, here she comes. Quickly, take this ball and pass it to me like we're playing ball. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It just it seems like and, you know we're unfairly labeling her a hag, um, which is mean and misogynistic. But it definitely seems like she's fixated on the grandson, and that's clearly not the whole story. Like I said, right, uh, no grand... I, I just want to know, like, what is the rest of the story here? What do we that's not a... know about? That's the problem with all the Dear Abbeys. We always get, like, this weird part of the story. Right, we and... we hear what they think could be the problem. In this case, she thinks, it's, oh, the grandson, he's stealing my man from me. I don't think that's the story here. Yeah, I definitely think there's something deeper, deeper afoot uh, than just like my grandson is born and my husband doesn't want to go to Pound Town with me anymore. Could it it's be because my, my my husband's office got a new secretary and he doesn't want to go to Pound Town with me anymore? At which point I'd be would... like, "There's the problem." Yeah, that would make sense. You know what I mean? But you but, can't just be like. But we we don't know we don't know what yeah. is uh, work like life is like. just it doesn't have to be work. If he's is retired, then what are his hobbies? Like, where does he go? I bet it's uh, probably because she wants around she her. probably wants she probably wants to sit all the time and he likes to stand and he's just like that goddamn woman always wants me to sit in a chair. My, my grandson <laughs> likes to stand. That could absolutely be it. That could be it. <laughs> she, she's always trying to get him to sit down and he's like, the, the, "Ah damn it, you infernal woman, I don't want to sit." <laughs> the, the the chaired nation is tearing us apart, Peter. It's tearing us apart. God, could you imagine a civil war between people that sit and people who stand? It'd be so one-sided. I mean, yeah, uh, actually, I don't know, because there's a hell of a lot more people that sit than stand. The people that stand are in better shape, but the people that sit will blot out the sun. That's like 99% well, of Americans. Well, here's what I'm going to say. Uh, the 1% s- could run circles around them, but that ain't going to help. Uh, the 99 standing percent would lose, and here's why. 99 sitting percent. Yeah, because you don't need to stand to fly an attack chopper. You don't need to stand to drive a tank. The one percent st- standers, yep, they uh, they would be screwed by all the people that just get in their cars and they're all like, "Well, it. I'm sitting, but now I'm driving at you." All modern warfare is done by sitting now. All the sitters win. You sit in a Humvee, you sit in a tank, you sit in an office and fly a drone into somebody's house. Well, yeah. What advantage does standing give us? The Segway, the, the maker of the Segway drove off a cliff and died. I don't think. Yeah, we're going to have to, like, arm segways with a something, <laughs> I guess, a gun. I, I guess you could say we don't stand a chance. <laughs> and I can't, I can't believe you missed that one. <laughs> so I don't know, guys. If you're tired of sitting, stand up and be counted. Mm-hmm. So in, uh, in Ding Dong, the Witch is Dead news, uh, you want to share that one? Yeah, so uh, first of all, let me just open a soda here. But what soda should I get, Peter? Should I uh, crack open a, a Dr. Pepper? No, no. A Pepsi? No, no. Man, you know what I really think I should kill right now? Kill a Coke. It's, uh, yep, the Coke is dead, is what I'm saying. Uh, David Coke dead today. He was eaten by wolves. He was delicious. I don't think he'd be delicious. Uh, yeah, so one of the Coke brothers, you <laughs> was, know the Coke brothers... I mean, I figured he'd taste like beef jerky, just all leathery and tears right off the bone. I figured he tastes like a penny because he spent his whole life money grubbing. Yeah, so um, David Koch is a monster who is one of two, uh, one head of the two-headed serpent that has royally fucked this planet and has hurled Earth rapidly towards becoming a giant ball of fire in space, uninhabitable to humankind. Known he, as the Koch brothers. Yeah, he uh, he um he lived long enough to see you know massive tax cuts for the wealthy. Um, 
the Supreme Court screwed over and deepened the pocket of big business for at least another 50 years. The presidency utterly ruined and destroyed and desecrated. He basically got to see everything he ever wanted. Uh, America pulled out of the Paris Accord, etc. This is why I think at a certain age, people should be forced to do that Judge Dredd thing that retired like uh, judges and Judge Dredd do, where they have to put on a hood and take the Book of Law and wander the cursed earth. <laughs> You know, and bring bring law to the savages. Yeah, uh, I definitely think that like 20 years ago they should have made the Koch brothers wander the desert. Like, but yeah, they so they were they were super rich. They were architects of the uh, the neoconservative movement, which was just a smokescreen for them to protect their business interests. And now one of them is dead at 79. Yeah, which is terrifying for the rest of us, because if the Koch brothers can't even make it to 80, then how how are the rest of us that don't have access to billions of dollars uh, kind of yeah, fair I, in our old age? I, always, I guess I'm always surprised by mortality when, like, you know, one of the Koch brothers dies or when uh, Steve Jobs died, and I'm like, Steve Jobs couldn't be like, give me an all-bionic everything. Although he did kind of fuck himself. Like, he didn't... I remember it was Steve Jobs. He didn't get his cancer treated because he was like, if I only eat fresh fruit, it'll save me, right? Or something weird like that. Yeah. He had some sort of weird treatment he was doing that was... Uh... But the point is... Yeah, the point is with, like, all those billions, if you can't buy another minute of life... Uh then hell what's this all been about why are we even podcasting if you know once we've made our billions off this podcast we won't be able to buy another minute of muckrakers <laughs> I, um, I, I think we'll uh, we'll cross that road when we've made our billions we won't even be <laughs> able to do to one it. we can't even buy one more dear abby you know what i mean what's the whole point let's shut this whole thing down you're right i'll play along yeah what was us what what value does a billion dollars bring to me when i'm crying into my uh, billion dollar hook god that's a a lot of money to spend on one hooker. When I'm crying into uh, my one billion one dollar hookers, you're gonna pay a billion dollars to one hooker? No, I, I changed it to uh, I'm paying one dollar to a billion hookers. Mm, I still think that your I, I mean the fundamentals are strong, but I still think your economics are off. I maybe, but you can yell it to me from Hooker Island, where I will be staying. <laughs> It will be wonderful. I'm sorry, I lost track of what we were talking about here. I guess if you I'm started just imagining your own, Hooker Island now. I guess if you started Hooker Island and it was its own nation and like the minimum wage was one dollar and everybody on the island was a hooker, um, I guess you could do that. Maybe. You know what? My first rule of um, law will be better wages for hookers because that seems cheap. And then, well, yeah, especially if you're setting your minimum wage at like one dollar, you friggin' slumlord. <laughs> But, I mean, what if everything is, like, super cheap there? For, like, half a penny, you could buy a car. What, are you just going to turn Fred's into a country? I mean, it's it's my island. I'll... <laughs> the law shall be what I say it is. Have you ever been to the Fred's on Hooker Island? <laughs> Everything's 50 cents, so the hookers have more money. It's crazy. I, I made Wesley CEO of it. <laughs> I made his co-worker no, a nest of wasps. Know. You know that if we got, I do like that his coworkers are wasps, but you know that if we got rich, it would be a shame to change Wesley's life one iota. The right. only thing that would be fun to do would be to constantly surround, <laughs> fill his life with hornets and bees. I will pay people to keep his life exactly the same. If he make, if Wesley makes millions of dollars, no, when he makes millions of dollars accidentally inventing like the auto toothbrush, it automatically brushes your teeth while you sleep so that you don't have to brush your teeth anymore, right? Wesley invents that. He's a billionaire. I'll pay people to just like sneak into his house and take all of his nice things and replace it with his old stuff. So every morning he'll wake up and be the, the old Wesley again. And he'll be like, oh, God damn it, it happened again. I would like to get rich enough to just make my own personal Truman show, but with Wesley fully aware that we've trapped him inside a giant dome. Oh, my God. And, can, we, and we control everything about his life. And all of the customers are just Dylan in different hats. Oh, God yeah, damn it. Dylan came in here again, and he was aggravating me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, man, uh, the, Koch, the Koch brother is dead. Normally, I don't celebrate someone's death because I subscribe to that whole, like, uh, the death of the the loss of any man is a loss to all mankind, and I am connected to mankind because no man is an island. But yeah, sure. I think this I think this guy fucking uh, yeah, well, you can throw away the, he, throw away the receipt on that one. He murdered all of us. Okay, we're all humanity will not be able to sustain itself on this planet because of his efforts to destroy it. We're largely successful. I mean, we're fucking we're all dead now thanks to global warming. We're just kind of treading water until the great heat takes us all. But I, uh, that said, my one tweet about this today was that uh, I am 
not happy to see him go because I really wish he could have lived long enough to see the destruction he had wrought upon and this And that's world. the problem is all these old fucks that are ruining the planet are going to be long dead while we're still like scrambling around fighting people for lizard meat, you know? I, I had uh, every single day for the past month has been at or near 106 degrees here. It's been 90 degrees at night. All of this thanks to global warming this hottest summer ever besides last summer and the one before that the last two before that we didn't even have a winter and yet people locally are still like no this is i think this is how it's always been that's because you're so old your brain rotted that's because the heat cooked your brain <laughs> that too <laughs> Some, sometimes it's so hot it's hard to think that there's ever been anything else you're like the heat the heat always has been the heat always will be you're so all hail the heat you're so wrinkled lady what are you not 90 years old no i'm 18 i just came out in the heat and it leathered me ah! have a chair <laughs> here have a chair no so, lady say, get away from me so france is taking action i will give them this so they they are gonna put sanctions on brazil because they're not doing anything about the wildfires in the amazon so that's cool but yeah i definitely think there needs to be a lot more like international governing of like protected spaces and uh, pollution and stuff like that you know i mean or uh, or yes. there is one other option um hooker island we just all move there <laughs> no no better than hooker island hooker better planet. than hooker island yeah hooker planet we get oh. we get that star trek tech we fucking get we start like cuz i you know i'm not a big fan of space travel it, like it scares me but if i knew i could get on a spaceship and they'd be like well you're going to be a pioneer on alpha centauri 8 uh and you're going to you're going to be the first wave of people that make that planet habitable i'd be like i'll fucking do it i'm on i'm on board uh, i was hoping you would get uh onto the topic of like the uh the hollow deck that you were discussing earlier this week Oh, no, no, no. So the holodeck's the whole thing. I've been going deep into Star Trek, and I just I just got so many questions about how many times have people been caught boning on the holodeck. And if you did see someone boning on the holodeck, are you going to see what they're boning? Are they just going to be humping the air like they're wearing an Oculus Rift thing, you know? The, the latter's actually what I'd kind of hope it would be, just because that would be so much more awkward for them. Right, because you're just like, oh, oh, I'll be back. Or maybe no, not. But if you could see what they see, and it's like a polar bear or something, then it'd be like, ah, mm, that is more awkward well, we, than humping We talked bear. about, I don't know what your holodeck fantasy is, uh, and if you don't know what the holodeck is because you're not a nerd, it's a deck on the USS Enterprise from Star Trek to where you can program anything imaginable that you can go fight space monsters with your fist. You can go have or sex, have sex, in sex a with dragons. Yeah, or you can have sex with it in a jazz club with dragons. Whatever you want. Um, you're only limited by your imagination, and I guess the holodeck's disgust at what you ask it to do. Uh, the the dragon's but, name was Fiery Cleopatra, and she was a whole lot of skelly woman. But I realized that uh, what I would want to do was I want to I would you know since I lost my own father when I was young I would just want to go reenact father son moments with um, Jean Luc Picard. Aw, that would yeah. be nice. I think that would be my whole thing, is I would just be like, can I, can you call me number two? No, I'll call you son. Now make it so. Like, I'd be so, <laughs> I'd be so happy. You'd be like, let's go fishing, Pa. You know what I mean? Like, Have you ever read uh, Harry Potter? Because there's a good cautionary tale within that book series. Yeah, I've read, Harry, I've read the Harry Potter series. What does that have to do with the deck? Uh, the, uh, what is it, the Mirror of Want, or whatever it's called, where uh, you can sit in front of it and it shows you whatever you want to see. And it just showed yeah. Harry sitting with his parents, and he just became addicted right. to that mirror, and that was all of his after-school activities for a while. Yeah, well, your mirror would just show you banging a dragon you named Fiery Cleopatra. <laughs> so I don't even want to think about Dumbledore walking in on you just wildly masturbating in front of the mirror. <laughs> My goodness, we'll have to get a squeegee. You'd be out of they, they, like you'd be the first wizard kicked out of Hogwarts for excessive masturbation. <laughs> Actually, you know, um, J.K. Rowling added something recently to the lore. She said the original Hogwarts didn't have toiletries because uh, wizards could just go whenever, wherever, and then use magic to teleport it away. I'd have yeah. to I'd have to bring those spells back up so I didn't have to constantly invest in like a uh, a window of want or mirror of want squeegee. So you would just be like, uh, jerk off of us, clean up of us, just like, bam, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So somewhere, some somehow, 
there's just like wizard feces and bodily fluids just showing up. Where do you think everything... they teleported all to? Because she did say that they teleported away. She did not specify where to. Right. Well, they brought up then in that series to get nerdy. They brought up the law of conservation of energy, meaning that you can't create something from nothing. And it goes to show that, like, it, it, the law of conservation of energy is true. And that energy can neither be created nor destroyed, only changed into new forms. And it doesn't sound like they're changing it into new forms. They're not like, I'll turn this poo into a cake. So somewhere in the world or the universe, like, just feces is just showing up. And I assume it's on the streets of New York. <laughs> I like to imagine it... Um... It's just been getting teleported into a giant sphere, a sphere which has gotten bigger and bigger. It's a floating sphere of feces and piss that just exists in the air somewhere, and it gets larger and larger. And one of these days, all the all the uh, the poo ball, we'll call it, will just appear in the sky like a giant moon over Wesley's house, and he'll be like, "Oh God damn it! It happened again." Well, I, the reason I say New York is because we see shits on the street all the time, but we never see who's taking them. <laughs> it's the wizards. They teleport them there. I just yeah. like the idea of threatening uh, Wesley with like a sword of Damocles, but it's just a giant poo ball. <laughs> you know, like, Wesley, what? it could drop at any time. What it do you think like keeps it up the, there? It seems like if all the wizards get together and just like, um, what do you call it? Uh, just teleport that stuff to wherever they think Voldemort is. At least they could get some small revenge for that, right? I would just teleport it into like hidden corners or inside of the walls of the Koch brothers mansion so that it always smells like <laughs> shit in there you did bring up a great point though about the Koch brothers i wanted to make is that oh yeah the world was their hollow deck yeah basically they just they went around and fucked everything <laughs> yeah they literally had so much money they could do anything they want and what do they do we've railed on this before they did the thing that all boring people do that have tons of money what do they do they use all their money to make more money yeah Yes. Like, so fucking boring, dude. Well, when Muckrakers makes our second billion dollars, because the first billion goes to Hooker Island, but the second billion Muckraker dollars, uh, what are we going to do with it? Just, like, Think give it away it. If you, philanthropy? If you, or... if you had Koch Brothers money, you could put together a rocket ship with tariff, with like with all the stuff you would need to create like a self-sustaining like biosphere and aim that bitch at the moon. Oh you wait, our, our second billion goes to Truman Showing Wesley. Okay, our third yes. billion dollars. So we have goes Hooker to, Island, yeah. Truman Showing Wesley, and then our third billion dollars could actually be put towards something interesting, like a rocket to the moon. You were just saying, a rocket with a biosphere, so we like land on the moon and we're like, we're gonna live here. Hmm. And then we just start... The moon start really living. sucks. Maybe we should do Mars. Like, Mars really well, sucks, but not as much as the moon. Well, it take, it's it's harder to get to Mars is the only reason I'm saying the moon. We could be to the moon in, like, what, a day? Uh, I don't recall. It, am I greatly overestimating how quickly you can get to the moon? Um, Maybe. I, I, I don't know. Because Mars is, like, seven years, right? No, it's uh, maybe six months. Is it really six months? Yeah, something like that. To you go know from why... here to there. You know why I thought it was seven years? Why is that? Because when I was a kid, we had textbooks, like when I was like in elementary school, we had textbooks from like the 70s. Right. And, and they were always, when you got to like the thing, they would be like, Mars, the red planet, traveling at speeds we've not yet achieved, it would take astronauts at least seven years to reach the red planet. And what would they find once they arrived? Uh, meanwhile, Space chickens. Yeah. So in my head, I've always been like, seven years. That's how long it takes, right? I, I've had weird things like that from elementary school, too. Uh, can I tell you one? I guess so. I, I prided myself on knowing this because it was something I remembered from, like, third grade. Because a teacher said it once, because she was riddling the class and said, you know, which pole is colder, North Pole or South Pole? And students, some students guessed North, some students guessed South. And finally, the teacher revealed, no, they're the exact same temperature because they're equal distances from the equator. What, do you think the North Pole's colder because Santa's there? Ha, 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 no. And I always held on to that because, I don't know, I was just really engaged with that lesson for whatever reason. And I've held on to it my entire life until I found out in more recent years, no, the South Pole is actually about 40 degrees colder than the North Pole because there's land down there so there's you know hills and valleys and stuff that creates different types of uh, air pressure so the South Pole ends up colder oh you were wrong about Mars it takes seven months according to Google oh well I said about six <laughs> it was way better than mine like seven years the mysterious red planet mm -hmm. yeah but I would send a, I would send a rocket there ahead of time like with all the supplies we needed to set up like a biodome with like with Polly Shore Yes, I would send Polly Shore too. I'd be like, "Get me Polly Shore. I'm a Coke brother." And then uh, 
We because like think about it. Like you're in you're in your last say say you're a Coke brother and you're like sixty, right? Your riches you're you're as rich as like anybody in the world, right? Right. And then we'd of course have uh, young people sewn to us to get their blood so we can be young again. Well, knowing that you're sixty, you've probably like he had another twenty years in him, right? So at sixty, you got all this money. Why the fuck not just do something crazy like that? Even if you die, you're fucking 60. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now we can still say 100% of human mortalities have happened on Earth. So imagine if you could finally screw up that scenario forever by being the first person to die in space. It just seems crazy scenario, that nobody Scenario, I mean with, statistic, rather. That nobody with this insane amount of wealth would be like, we're just going to put together... I mean, and, and Bezos is launching dick-shaped rockets into the air, but even he's not like, yeah, we're just going to fucking go to Mars. Let's just... We got... We're going to make this happen. Let's load up the ships and go. Everyone keeps talking about it, but it keeps getting canceled, and I think it's because the Martians are, like, fucking with us, and they keep, like, coming down here and adjusting things so that... You know, all the formulas get screwed up, and it's just taking us longer and longer to find out, oh, shit, there's Martians up there. The Martians turning things and adjusting things. Speaking of turning uh, and adjusting and retroactively th- changing. Okay. Uh, I have uh, That's Cute news for this week. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. What is your That's Cute news? What is cute? Uh, job growth retroactively down. How the fuck does it rich? Did we go back in the past and take jobs away from people? Uh, Trump has been, and his administration's just been lying about what they have been doing over the past few years. So well, I mean, like, yeah, I, I knew that, but the so, so he's does he have time travel? Bigly, uh, according to Market Watch, since uh, 2018, it's been revealed that jobs created have been inflated by more than half a million, 500,000. So the uh, jobs, jobs, jobs they've been hammering on about, completely wrong. New jobs have tanked since Trump took office. Also, GDP growth in 2018 was lowered from 2.8 to 2.5. So the Trump administration has been lying about how well the economy has been doing all along. And when the recession comes, Trump's massive tax cuts for the wealthy assures us that we will have no money to bail ourselves out again because the the U.S. is like what two trillion dollars in debt right now? It's an astronomical it's not... amount in debt, and uh, the yeah. U.S. will be so badly crippled by the recession, it'll almost certainly fall into a depression. We are in the perfect, uh, like the reason why you can't give massive tax cuts to uh, the wealthy without paying for them is just because in the event of a recession, you need money to fall back on to you know bail the economy out with. We're not going to have that next time. Do you think? Uh, that uh, we would be able to climb out of a depression. What? How do you think the? Because I know he would go on denying that we had uh, depression. <laughs> yeah, that's what he would do. Whenever like, you're eating your boots, just remember they're so high in fiber, folks. Okay, they're delicious. Oh, aren't they so good? Yeah, we're not in a depression. Otherwise, you'd be eating the low quality boots like they have in other countries. Many people are saying the boots in America are the best, the most succulent, the tastiest. But I mean, like I said, he's setting up the T for all this to fall apart, and um, you know he might win the next election, he might not. But either way, uh, he's going to walk off, and then we're just going to be left with you know the garbage. So weird Trump question I got for you. Okay. If Trump was handed a time machine, what do you think he would do first with it? And like, not like a ridiculous answer, but be like, I don't. What is this a thing that you put poor people in? Like, where do you think he would go? What do you think he would do? Uh, I think he would go one minute back in time so that he could meet himself and shake his own hand. You think he would? He would be the guy that like went back to like you know like high five himself. Yeah, I think that um, he would just go back just far enough so that his. Uh, instead of a holodeck experience, he would just have sex with himself. I think that w- I think that's his ultimate goal in life. But he's gotten everything he wanted, can, can, and he has his whole life. So the question is, like, O'Don- I don't really. O'Donnell, I, yeah, I just. O'Donnell, I love you so much. Can I call you Ivanka? Only if I can call you Ivanka. Okay, Ivanka. But Thank a guy you. like that, what do you think? Because his his main thing seems to be that like. He doesn't. He. I. I just wonder where he would go back to. He would. I know he wouldn't go back and change anything about the election. He's not capable of self-reflection. But it's. It's very hard for such a shallow narcissistic person for you to figure out like, what would he actually do with no forethought? Like where would he go? I mean, he already thinks that he's God. So what else is there for him to do? 
but we've covered uh, I mean, that i think that uh he's called himself the chosen one and uh yeah, last, the king of the israel last, yeah the last episode we're like yeah what if the antichrist is just really dumb and that's how we didn't see it coming oh yeah we named the last one after that I remember yeah, now. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it because it's a really good scenario. You're just like, I had, yeah. I had one deplorable argue with me that maybe he is God, and I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm not even going to fight this. Just whatever. If you want to worship Trump, go ahead. Well, what were the qualifiers? Because I'm very interested in that now. Uh, hold on, I can bring it up. Is uh, they were quoting the Bible, and they said it was just in one of like. Off the top of my head, they were quoting a verse where Jesus said, I'm not the king of the Jews. You people call me the king of the Jews. And so this person's argument was Trump didn't actually call himself the king of the Jews. You're calling him this. So he must be just like Jesus was. And I'm like, well, no, Trump did call himself the king of the Jews. He did. I'm not calling him this. I'm just reporting on the fact that it happened. But I, I... I didn't say anything to this person because there is a point in which someone's too far gone to talk to them. Well, anytime anybody picks a single sent, and that's the thing that drives me crazy about the Bible. What other book? Think of how insane this is. What other book would you pull a line from chapter thirty-two with no context and go, "See, right there, he is Harry Potter." I mean, they're not books, but maybe the first three Star Wars movies are quoted like that by nerds. But uh, I, I guess, being one of them. But people, but people aren't using that to uh, to justify you know, like, life choices. Yeah. Maybe Trump is Luke Skywalker. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, fucking, that's so weird. Because, like, anytime someone throws a Bible verse at me or to, like, prove a point, I immediately go back to the book and I read the whole context because there's usually, like, a lot that goes with it, you know? Like, they like to use, what is it, one verse out of Leviticus yeah. about, about, you know, homosexuality being wrong. Right, uh, and it's like then, two sentences departed from saying if you mix fibers in uh, your garments, you should also be stoned to death. So if you've ever worn like 50% cotton shirt, according to the Bible, you are just as much of a monster as the Bible says gay people are. Well, I don't know if I brought it up on an older podcast, but I said absolutely for religious extremists, we should create safe zones for them in which they can go in and they are governed by whatever, old, what by the strictest biblical law, like... You have to sign a waiver to go in here, but if you're really just like, we should live by the Bible and everything it says, then like we're just going to carve out a reservation with a giant fence around it in Montana, and you can go in there, and it's ruled just like the Old Testament, and then see if you like it. And if you like it, fuck it, you can stay. Uh, anybody who wants to leave can leave. Um, but yeah, just it's, give you a taste. It's going to be a know? really sad place because, I mean, the Bible orders you to stone your daughter to death if she ever disobeys you. So you're, you're here... Both of your, all your kids, yeah, yeah. Anytime your kids are, like, mouthy, it's like, I'm going to have to put a rock in that mouth by throwing it at them. Oh, is it all your, oh, so it's okay to sell your daughter into slavery, but all your kids should be stoned to death. So parent, this, parents this, out there, yeah. how many of you have had a kid that is 100 ob percent obedient in their life because if they're not 100 percent obedient you should have beat them to death with a rock according to the bible and there's a lot of stuff and i think that for any religious text it's like pull you know pull the good stuff you know like yeah, uh, like cherry, a lot of the... cherry picking is what it's called they, they pick the stuff they like and they ignore all the stuff around it that immediately contradicts it or adds a different context to it that they don't like anymore yeah. they're just finding excerpts to take out of context to justify their own feelings on things that has nothing to do with the Bible itself. And then they can say, well, it's not my opinion. The Bible says it right there. So, yeah, well, the Bible says a lot of stuff that goes against that. So what are you going to say about that? Well, you're yeah, just, yeah. you need to go to church. It's right there. Bible. Who? Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Jesus stuff where he's just like, uh, yo, dudes, uh, don't be dicks. Maybe, don't be maybe, dicks. maybe chill a bit, bro. My my favorite like my favorite Jesus thing ever, uh, you know like kindest calmest dude. You know the way he was depicted in the Bible. He was all about peace and love. But the one time he got violent was like when the Koch brothers were like you know selling shit in church. He just ran in and horse whipped a bunch of them. Yeah. And I'm like God. I just that's what we need more of in this world. Like super kind, chill, love everybody, but horse whip the rich. Right, but I mean. You know what Fox News would do is they would film them horsewhipping the rich and say, this is a philanthropist and a good person who has done nothing but kind things in their life. And look at these violent extremists, Jesus Christ coming in here. He, Jesus is always being violent, just whipping people, and then they'll just play the one scene of him flipping over the tax collector's table <laughs> over and over in a loop, just like they did with Antifa, to try and convince people that Jesus is a violent extremist. They absolutely would. Like, they would just play that one soundbite of Jesus horse-whipping tax collectors. And, like, the president being like, listen, I'm looking very strongly into making Jesus 
a terrorist organization. <laughs> I'll be watching to see what happens. Yeah, that's exactly what they would do. Because they don't anybody that's religious and is like in your face and trying to convert you doesn't really care about that religion like you shouldn't be trying to convert people it should be a very exclusive club that like you're like oh you want to join hmm we'll see about that why do you want to join what do you want in like religion should be like secret societies where like you have to be initiated well people use it just to be able to say no 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 you're wrong i'm right i'm right i'm right i'm right and they just chirp on that over and over and it's like cool yeah whatever be right good for you yeah, I was always mad because I always wanted to... I never liked that we had to go to church in, like, a weird building that had smelly uh, uh, hymnals. I was like, man, I'd rather do this like the Native Americans where, like, there are initiation rites and, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, tests of manhood. And, like, you have to go out, you know, naked and wrestle a deer down and, and, and kill it, but also give thanks. Like, I don't I'm know why that I thought you were about to say wrestle a duck. <laughs> wrestle a duck down and... I'm sure there's a duck initiation. I don't know. I just I, I like the old. I like I I like mystics and I really like savage religions. You know what I mean? Like there's a, a religion in or a, a tribe in Africa. Like their test of manhood is they make these big long like sheaths that you fit your arms into, and then they fill them with like the really really painful like like bullet ants, and then you just stick your arms in there and just like leave them for like a day. What? Why? Yeah, and that's how you. It's a test of manhood. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Can I get Wesley to do that for me? You, know, you would never become a man in that tribe. Uh, I don't want to get stung by a bullet ant. <laughs> oh, it's I'm not good. one. It's it's not. You're not getting stung by one bullet ant. You're getting stung by like a whole bunch of bullet ants for days. Yeah, I'm good. I'll go wander the wilderness in isolation. <laughs> Come on, I'm gonna make a man out of you. Let's do it. Let's go. Uh, Let's podcast. Make a man out of you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a big fan of initiation rites. I think that, I don't know, there's so many, like, uh, and I guess I should have gotten a degree in anthropology, but, like, I find, like, uh, societal initiation rites and stuff and, like, rites and rituals so fascinating. Huh. That's why I didn't like my, I didn't like church growing up. There wasn't enough cool rituals and shit. I, it was, like, at best someone would throw water on you and be like, you're baptized! Like, cool. Oh, no, they, oh, were you, were you, uh, were you, uh, uh not full immersion Baptist type people? Correct. We were. Uh, I, I was Methodist baptized, which is. Oh here's yeah, a bit you of water. guys were. You guys were radicals. I grew up like Southern Baptist, and we tried to drown people to make sure they really wanted. I Methodists are like Baptists, but dancing's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Like the different. Like we should do a whole separate podcast on like Christian sex. Because like. <laughs> don't say those Christian rakers, but yeah, just christian sex well according to my religion it's okay to have sex but only missionary styles with the lights off under the covers and you have to beg god for forgiveness after you're done i'm pretty sure that all southern baptist sex happens in the dark through that little hole in your underwear right you you can't take your pants off if you're baptist it's okay to take them off your pants off if you're methodist but you have to leave the underwear on um, and I would love to get more people on here. I'd love to do it. Maybe we'll do that one day. We'll do a religious podcast because I'd love to get people on here from uh, other religions uh, and for them to talk about the weird quirks of their religion that we may not know about. I think that would be super fun. It's going to be so awkward whenever I try to like impart Christian values upon uh, Hooker Island. Um, so wait, they're going to be Christian hookers? Yeah, I'm going to make them all Christian hookers. Why not? I'm a crazy billionaire. I just, I feel like you're going to end up with an Epstein-like island and you're going to mysteriously die in prison. I didn't say they'd be underage hookers. That's what everyone says when they're like, I'm going to start my own sex island. But they all be consenting and not underage. And then look what happens. Eh, maybe. I don't know. I just wanted a fun hooker island, but you made it weird. I don't even want hooker island anymore. I hope you're happy now. Good. I'm glad that I saved you from that idea. <laughs> that means we have to spend $2 billion on Truman showing Wesley now. I'm okay with that. That's that's going to be like $1 billion for the set, $1 billion for the wasps. Yeah, I wonder what a billion dollars of the wasps would look like. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger than the giant poo moon outside of his house <laughs> from Hogwarts. But, uh... So I guess to anybody listening, uh, you know, we always tell people to write in because we love hearing from you. Uh, but one of the things I would love to hear people write in is uh, what what kind of religious quirks uh, did you notice growing up? You know, if you were religious or if you weren't religious, like what weird things did you notice? And maybe we can do a whole religion uh, um, like uh, episode if we get enough responses and just talk about like 
oh man, I didn't. Did you know that in Zoroastrianism, there's multiple sects, and one of the sects believes that houseplants are the devil. And in, in the Quaker religion, there is so much shaking that you don't even have to thrust. Um, if any... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's great. Uh, you can write in to uh, those... <laughs> One second. Ah, you can write into those muckrakers at gmail.com if you would like to uh, tell us about your weird religious cracks. God damn it, Peter, you've got me laughing now. <laughs> we'll be those muck those muckrakers. Those muckrakers <laughs> uh, muck okay. at gmail.com, uh, at those muckrakers on Twitter. That's all of our uh, social stuff. But yes, write us. We'll, we'll read your stuff on the air. It'll be fun and weird and strange. I mean, but Peter, you realize nobody's been listening since uh, Hooker Island was mentioned, right? They immediately I, tuned out. Everyone I, did. I like to imagine when I think of this podcast that just somewhere there's like a, there's an Obi-Wan Kenobi and he goes, there's been a great disturbance as if a thousand vaginas suddenly slammed shut and then turned <laughs> off a podcast. A billion vaginas suddenly slammed shut, screaming out in terror. <laughs> and then we're silenced. And the uh, we're going to change our name to those misogynists. <laughs> those misogynist rakers. Now, remember, everyone who's looking for me, my name is Peter Van Pelt. Why would you do that? Don't out me. We're going to. Remember, we out Wesley. My name is Wesley. You can find me. <laughs> you can, my name is Wesley Bowen. You can find me at um, Dillon Street. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just start giving out. When we get popular, we just got to give out his address on every single episode. You, you can find me at Fred's. That's every single Fred's across the nation. My name is Wesley. I answer to Wesley. Send your angry letters and mail bombs too, and then we give an address <laughs> and gold bars because uh, we're a. I think we're a religion now. We're like the something. I don't know. We discussed I'll that in an old episode where I'll look uh, into getting us. I'll look into getting us certified. Get like a uh, a PO box for Wesley where people can send gold bars to. We specifically request. Oh, speaking of sending us money, uh, we're gonna have a book out soon, so we'll be able to pitch that, and then people can buy it. Nice. Yep, we'll have a book. Uh, anything else we need to promote? Um, I don't believe so. We actually have a few more stories I never covered, but screw it. They're not that important. <laughs> Nothing's important. You know what? All you got in this life is your word and your balls, and you shouldn't break them for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Just coughing real hard.